Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. Whether you are watching this online or listening to it on the go, we are so glad that you have joined us here today. Uh, here in the studio, I have uh, our intern, Aaron, with us. Uh, Mr. Reeves is here. And then we also are joined, blessed to be joined by Rita and how you say your last name? Olman. Rita Olman. I, that's how I pronounced it. I wasn't sure. Uh, we'll get to Rita here in a little bit, and uh, we'll talk with her about some uh, great uh, ministries that's going on. But before we do that, we've got to do the sponsor of the week. And the sponsor of the week is this handy-dandy Malo Marshmallow Roasting thing. Um, we did a event at Central, at the Christian College uh, last week. And we roasted marshmallows in the gymnasium, and nobody got burned. And you didn't burn it down. I did not burn it down, no. I actually wasn't even there. Oh. <laughs> I came up with this idea to do marshmallows, to roast it right there so people can come over. I thought it would be a good draw, and then I wasn't even there. I didn't even go. But I do love a good marshmallow, and I do love a good s'more. And you were saying you got some of these. Mm-hmm. They're pretty handy. Yes, they are. They're very handy. So there you go, sponsor of the week. I hope you get to roast some more marshmallows. And as the weather gets a little cooler, you can do it even more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, we want to recap the last week and uh, this past Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday, I got the opportunity to lead music. And Brian gave the second installment of our First Things First series where he talked about using our treasures that we have and putting God first with the treasures that we have in our life. Um, and some other things happened Sunday. So uh, first, how was your Sunday? Was it, good? it was good. Uh, What'd you do? My family visited this weekend. I met your dad. Yeah. If you haven't met his dad, if none of you met his dad, it, just imagine him. Just a little older. Yeah. They're pretty much the same person. People think I'm kidding whenever I say that. I feel like they, I, my dad cloned me from <laughs> himself. But like. He came in and he was wearing uh, jeans and Converse, like you're wearing right now. Mm -hmm. And I think he had on an actual t-shirt. He though, had a t-shirt. Not a cutoff. Yeah. But they looked identical. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They looked identical. Your dad's a very nice man. Mm -hmm. um, very loving, very Christ-like. He is. And, and a preacher. Mm -hmm. A good preacher. Uh, so did your mom come too? Yeah. They both my parents came up for the big gender reveal party that we had this weekend and stayed through everything. Okay, so if you don't know, his wife Lydia is pregnant. She's how far along? It's twenty seven, twenty eight weeks at this point. We're getting closer. Um, and so, do you? Would you want to tell people? Oh yeah, uh, you, you did the gender reveal. Now we've got to do it here. Yeah, uh, we're having a girl. Her name is Ariana E R I A N A Vidal Reeves. All right, so yeah. people want to know where that name comes from. Uh, first name comes from a, it was a joke, came, comes from a video game we play. There's oh, no. a, <laughs> there is a, um, a weapon in the game that has that name, and I jokingly told my wife, hey, that's a really pretty name. We should use that for our daughter. And she just jumped on board with them like, now, okay. Now, for everybody that says it's a strange way to pick a name, I know lots of you picked names very arbitrarily based on, somebody in a movie you liked or something like, did, how did you pick your kids' names? My sister picked my girls' names. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you let her do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you didn't force her to. No. Uh, in fact, she said, uh, when I have a girl, I'm going to have name her this. Uh -huh. Well, she had two boys and I had two girls. Oh. So we just 
each felt like we had four children because uh, our kids was real close. And oh, that's great. And uh, it was amazing. Yeah, when uh, when I when we pick names, you do find just what sounds good to you or what you like or what you enjoy, but it's really arbitrary. It's just you pick something that you like and then you give it to the kid. You know, it's mm. anyway. Yeah, and so, that and that's what's a, Videl. Uh, Videl is we wanted a V name. Mm-hmm. For the middle name, but we're, I wasn't going to name my daughter Val. Veronica. And I just wasn't going to do it. We were going through, like, what sounds right? And we we, heard, we tried Veronica. We tried all these different ones. We're like, no. And then we got to Videl. Mm. And we're like, yeah, let's run with that. So it's not nothing to do with family. Because most people go to, fam- like, you know, family names. We debated it. Yeah. And we have family names for the boys. Okay. Good. If we ever have boys, it'll either be named after me and it'll be the third or we'll name him after my grandfather. Whom we loved. Uh, love. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's a fun day, a, a busy day. Uh, a gender reveal day is uh, always a lot of fun. Yeah. I appreciate you because even though you had the gender reveal party, you still showed up Saturday for band practice. So thank you for showing up for practice. Rita, what about you? How was your Sunday? It was good. I, <laughs> as usual, busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came home from church and I mixed up a batch of dough and then I went uh, to my daughter's and uh, her mother-in-law gave me a a work table kind of that's on wheels very versatile mm-hmm. and brought that home and just a normal get some stuff done kind of day yeah rolled out dough that's awesome took what now what's the dough the for I do we know Did, yet? But yeah, I took. I had a doctor's appointment, and they always look forward to something when I come. Because you bring something. <laughs> yeah. So I took uh, fourteen butterhorn rolls up to them, and strawberry freezer jam. And oh wow! They're thrilled. They kind of like it now. They've got my sister. Um, her appointment isn't the same day as mine, so oh, so they get double. <laughs> the last time we it, it was her appointment, they said. Uh, I took something. They said, we thought maybe you might bring something <laughs> since it was her coming to. <laughs> uh, do they still charge you, though, even though you're bringing something? They charge Medicare. Oh, okay. There you go. You know, I, I, I'm an old person. <laughs> Well-seasoned. Well, if you missed anything that happened on Sunday uh, at the church building, you can go online to tlcc.church. We're in a series right now talking about first things first and putting God first in our life and how when we choose, make the conscious choice to put him first with our treasures, our the resources that God has given us, including money, um, God blesses us even more. And that's a principle that I know I can attest to early on to say we're going to give God first uh, and trust him for everything else. So that's at tlcc.church. Brian did a great job uh, preaching and uh, that message is there and the whole service is there. We also highlighted a couple more groups. So if you want to see that as well, you can look at tlcc.church. Okay, we got the TLCC top three coming up. We want to let you know about real quick. The first is uh, we announced more groups that are happening. Um, so also coming up is Serve Day. So we did Serve Day signups. Uh, at church. If you are not a part of a small group, we call them growth groups here. 
If you're not a part of a growth group, we encourage you to go to the Church Center app and sign up for a group. Uh, there's Wednesday nights groups, there's uh, groups that meet on Sunday morning, Bible study groups, and then there's midweek groups that you can choose from. So pick one, uh, commit yourself to it for this semester, and be a part of community. Um, also for the Serve Day signups, they're gonna, some of them are still up, they'll be up for this coming Sunday. Not all of them are still available because some of them filled up quickly, but there are still some there to sign up for this Sunday uh, and that's coming up real soon. We also want to let you know that Wednesday nights are about to start up. Uh, they're coming up on the 6th, which is the first Wednesday night in September. And uh, that's going to, all the programming is going to start for Wednesday nights. All the kids stuff, all the Bible classes, everything will happen uh, on uh, Wednesday nights. And then we want to let you know about after serve day, uh, is, which is on the 10th, September 10th. Uh, the week after Serve Day, we're going to do another choir. So I know some of you really love to participate in the choirs. Uh, so that'll be on the 17th. So Brian will be talking about it here in a little bit. But make sure you look forward to if you appreciate being a part of a choir or thought about it and don't really know if you should or should not. Uh, just be a part of it because it's a fun time to sing together, to worship together. And that'll be on the 17th. So there you go. That's the TLCC top three of the week to let you know what's going on. All right. You were so thrilled to come on this episode, and I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> first, uh, you don't realize how lucky you are. I know, I'm so lucky. <laughs> All right, so first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where were you born? Where were you raised? How long have you been a part of Timberlake Christian Church? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born in uh, Centerville, Iowa, mm -hmm. and I lived in Putnam County until 1961. Okay. And then um, I got married, and then uh, in January he was drafted into the service, so mm. I went to Bell Telephone Company in Des Moines and worked until I could go with him. I was going to say, where did he get sent off to? Uh, he took basic in uh, Colorado Springs, and then he went to Junction City, Kansas, and we spent the rest of the time there. Mm -hmm. And um, then we moved, uh, when he got out, we moved to uh, Cahoka, Missouri, and he worked different places there. Okay. I worked. I worked in Kansas at a Army grocery store, which was different. And How so? Well, uh, very busy, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know how to. It was one of the bases that allowed at that time mixed marriages, mm -hmm. and um, so lots of people wanted to go to that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was um, very new to me, mm -hmm. and. Um, then I worked in a grocery store and a restaurant in um, Cahoka, and while we lived there, I also uh, worked in Burlington, Iowa, at the Army Ammunition Plant. Wow. Made many mines. Yeah, I was going to say, and, so that's making mines and, uh -huh. and all sorts of stuff. Wow. So uh, No accidents. You have all your fingers. I have all my fingers. <laughs> One night, there was a new kid came on, and he was anxious. Um, to go on break, and we told him, you know, this is something you can't hurry. Mm -hmm. You had to keep everything sprayed down with Freon, mm -hmm. and he went to clean the dial, 
and he was brushing and blowed and it blew his eyes out. Wow. And I was pulled into the office at that time and then I worked in the office from then on. Wow. So how'd you end up in Moberly then? Well, uh, my husband and I, we uh, divorced and I moved back to Lancaster and I went to work. I had a daycare home there mm -hmm. and I worked at a restaurant and I met Robert there and he worked down here, so you followed I, him. I followed him. Oh, he was a truck driver, okay. and um, so uh, I've been down here since November first, nineteen eighty-two. Wow! So uh, I did a lot of different things. I baked out of my home. I baked for a little store uh, in Lancaster. So I want to get into that because you're known for your cooking. You're, you're pretty well known for your cooking. You've, you've uh, done a lot of different cooking, especially in this community as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I first heard about you because of your roles oh. uh, were pretty famous. Um, how, where did you learn to cook and had you even, I mean, that's something that hasn't been a part of your life for a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who taught you? How did you get into it? I was a farm girl mm -hmm. and um, my mother fixed everything from scratch and then when I got out on my own I more or less learnt myself mm -hmm. and God has been good to me there's been a, a lot of times that uh, I'd be short and think how am I gonna make it mm -hmm. and God never let me down one time mm -hmm. my phone would ring and it would be in order and be exactly the amount of money that I needed wow. to finish paying wow. a bill. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's amazing how God works. God is good. Yes. And, and you've, you, I know you've blessed our life with food before, but you've also been intentional about when someone's in need or if, if there's a way that you can bless someone, it's usually through food. Mm -hmm. And I've really appreciated that. How have you seen food bless people's lives? I think it blesses me more than it does them. Really? Yes. How so? I just love doing it, and I love giving. Mm. And fortunately, uh, money-wise, I can't. And that is some little way that I can do something for people that I enjoy, and usually they enjoy. And it was the same way when I worked at the college. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there for a job. Right. I was there because of my kids. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of kids out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it never felt like a job. I worked lots of hours, but I I loved every minute of it. Mm -hmm. My husband went through uh, different illnesses while I was there. The students was awesome. Mark was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I could have him there with me and continue my job. And mm -hmm. then he helped me there at the school also so it was something we could do together and yeah it's just uh, part of my life I mean I love being busy and yeah you know you did when you preached your sermon you talked about how Jesus invited the disciples to the table particularly Peter back to this sharing food mm -hmm. and the food wasn't just you know we have to do this because we you know we need to survive but there was something more substantial about what it meant to share a meal with somebody. Mm -hmm. Speak so a little was, bit about that. 
So sharing a meal with somebody, especially around a table, there's a sense of community mm. that there is. And there is, especially if you have a round table, which is all more common nowadays than you see than like the standard rectangle with like a head on mm. the table. At those round tables, everybody there is equal. Everybody is there to enjoy each other's company and nourish each other both socially and physically with the good food that's there. And uh, Christ, in that passage, when the disciples are fishing, inviting them back to table fellowship, they have they've walked away because at this time Christ had he had died and he had rose and they didn't know what to do and so they went back to doing what they had always done. And it was a reminder not only that he loved them and he wanted to be in that constant fellowship with them, but it was also a reminder that I got a job for you to do. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to communicate with people is through love and kindness. And one of the easiest ways to do that is through cooking. Yeah, people's walls almost instantly come down when you're like, hey, let's get something to eat and then let's talk about this, you Uh know? Or your cinnamon rolls, that's another thing that you're really known for. Like, it's hard to be mad at anything when you're eating those cinnamon rolls. <laughs> really is. Um, and, and that kind of dovetails in what we wanted to talk about today, because you have been uh, getting involved with the community food bank uh, downtown. Uh, that, well, they call it the community kitchen, right? right? And my first thought about the community kitchen was... This is just a place that for people who don't have money or don't have resources where they go to get something for free. But that's not what it is, is it? Share a little bit about what the community kitchen is, how you started to get involved with it, and um, what they're trying to accomplish there. You know, I didn't realize what it was either for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when I, uh, well, I guess when the church was going to go why I started and I knew Micah and Diane Mm -hmm. before because uh, my stepson was uh, real bad and you just can't imagine what type of people they are they stood they stepped up and you're talking about Mike and and Micah and Diane Diane, works that she is over is she the one that runs the kitchen Mm -hmm. there okay and what's their last name Pajita Okay, I put you on the spot here. Punjada, I Punjada. think is it, okay. how they say it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just fell in love mm. with them because they were so good to the kids. And um, it's just something you can't describe. And Diane and I love to work together. So uh, I go in and uh, heal. And I was like you. I thought it was for homeless. Right. It is for... Uh, Anybody can come in and eat. Uh, there's no charge. Uh, you can give a donation. And um, it's people, a lot of older people especially are lonely. Mm-hmm. And we uh, open up at 1030 and they have a drink and we usually have little snacks on the table. And they can just sit and visit and um, take up some of their time that they don't have anyone, you know, to be with. Mm -hmm. And we do have several homeless that comes in, which I didn't realize either that... uh, That's a need. That that was such a need, Mm -hmm. you know. 
and uh, I think in the winter time uh, they open it up when the weather gets a certain amount that people are certain temperature and they can come in and have a warm place to uh, sit they can lay their head on the tables yeah. and uh, have a warm place yeah. and uh, I hope the community realizes how lucky they are to have someone like Diane because uh, she isn't wasteful. She is there because of her love for people, mm -hmm. and um, um, she always needs volunteers. There's a lot of times it's just her, mm -hmm. and so I've been blessed to get to go in quite a bit to help her when it's that way. So when we started doing this as a church, what you do is we we sign up to say we'll take care of this this particular time and you've got to cook everything there mm -hmm. and it's it's all like fresh made stuff this right. isn't you just get you know DiGiorno's pizza and and no. put it in the oven like they're making fresh made meals and then I heard so we did that a couple of times and then I heard you talking about how you've been back and you keep going back and you keep helping and I'm like <laughs> what's going on there but it is pretty amazing to see uh, they named it Community Kitchen for a reason because it's not just about the food, it's really about the community. Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking just before we started this about, you know, when family moves away, I think you said your house felt like a tomb. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't, you know, not having somewhere to go or people who are expecting to see you is right. so difficult. Mm -hmm. And so it's such a cool ministry that, you know, nobody's sitting there preaching a sermon no but through that ministry they're experiencing the love of jesus right yeah and i was talking with mr kafarnas uh, earlier and we were talking about how the early church pioneered a lot of these ministries you know hospitals weren't a thing right until the church found them you know mm -hmm. these the idea of a community kitchen where you're feeding people for no reason other than your love for them mm -hmm. no, that wasn't a thing until the early church uh, did it so um, pretty it's pretty powerful it's, it's just an awesome ministry it really and truly is and it's like everything a lot of people are so grateful and there is some that complain no matter what you know? oh yeah and it wouldn't be normal if it wasn't that <laughs> way you're talking to a preacher so mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I understand and uh, uh, she will you know, we're always in need of fresh vegetables, mm -hmm. especially this time of year. And um, she's in real dire need of meat right now. Mm -hmm. There's a, a big shortage of it. If there would be anybody, you know, that donates things like that. It can't be something like that you use at home and think, oh, we don't like this, so we'll take the rest of it there. It prepackaged. It has to be prepackaged or, uh, you can, know. Can they use different kinds of meat, mm -hmm. like beef, pork, yes. deer, any mm -hmm. meat? Okay. And chicken. Chicken and all just, that. Just anything. Okay. And even, uh, you know, people wants to donate things like that, why it would uh, be great. And also, I don't know if people realizes that even though they can't be there on Wednesday or Saturday, mm -hmm. she is willing to go in like on Tuesday and Fridays. And uh, if a group wants to come in 
and prepare a meal. We do have people that do that. Just prep the meal first. Prep the meal. Mm -hmm. And then all we have to do when we go in on Wednesday morning is put it in the oven or if it's um, some type of sandwiches or something, why finish that up. Mm -hmm. But the uh, main thing of the meal is prepared. Now, we have a group called Culinary Queens, mm -hmm. and uh, they that's what they do. And um, I are you the queen of the culinary queens? No, okay, I, I, thought... <laughs> I do the baking. Karen calls me and says, "Aunt Rita, could you bake?" Again? Yeah. So yep, yep. I usually furnish uh, the desserts for that day Good. for them. Mm -hmm. And um, and also a lot of times uh, the kitchen will furnish the food. Mm. The group. You know, if you could come in and prepare it, yeah. uh, she will furnish uh, for you. In fact, the church, uh, they've been a couple of times that she had excess of stuff, and it went along with what we was having, and she said, Put it right in. We need, this needs to be used up. Right. And like when we had mac and cheese, why she had excess cheese, she had excess macaroni, mm -hmm. and, you know, that helps both ways. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And here she said that there's uh, a way to get in contact with her, and she doesn't care for you to give that out at all. Okay, so here's a couple of uh, the details. If you are someone that's interested in getting involved with this, um, this isn't a ministry that uh, you know is directly through the church, but it's one of those ministries that directly impacts your community and is so important to participate in. The location's on 411 West Reed Street, and they, uh, the, they're open on Wednesdays and Saturdays from 10.30 to 1.30. But like you said, they, there's many different ways to get involved other than just being there on those days. And the way to contact them is this phone number, 660-998-0491. And well, I'm holding it the wrong way. You can't even see it. And then Moberly Community Kitchen at gmail.com. That's pretty simple. Moberly Community Kitchen at gmail.com is a great way to get involved with this ministry. And I know well, we've been blessed by it. I got the chance, the first time we went, I went by myself because I wasn't sure what to expect. The second time I took my children because to give them the experience of serving, but also just being around people that might be different than them is, is a very good thing. So it's a great ministry to get uh, involved with. Well, I might say, too, um, older people, I think, gravitate to children. You yes. Know? That'll put a sparkle in their eye, if anything will. Absolutely. And so I think it's amazing when the young ones, my great-grandson wanted to go up, but when I went in at 6.30 in the morning, there was nothing for really him for him to do for right. four hours. But right. um, okay. it, it's, it's really amazing how they... Uh, love to see the young kids mm -hmm. yeah. and even uh, somebody that's not able to help just someone that can come in and visit with them that's a huge part of this because when, when we would go as the church when we go usually there's enough people like yourself doing the food part it just gives me the opportunity to go sit down and talk with people mm -hmm. and if you like to just talk with people hear stories um, that part is so encouraging for a lot of people oh so, it is yeah. Okay, so I have one final question for you that you may not be able to answer. Uh, you can answer this as well if you'd like. Um, you do a lot of cooking, you do a lot of baking. Um, 
if you had like if you had to pick this is my favorite thing to prepare what would it be I know it's hard because each one's it different, is. unique, and uh, all of that. But I love baking. I mean, I would do anything that anyone wanted, but uh, I love to work with yeast dough, pies, cakes, any of that. I, I can see that as your specialty. The yeast dough is, is definitely right up your alley. So. What's your favorite thing to get prepared, cook? Um, it's probably one of these two things, but they're both soups. I have a vegetable stew. That's my grandfather's recipe. That's near and dear to my heart. It's really cheap to throw together, but it don't taste cheap. It's <laughs> real good. And then I have a loaded baked potato soup that I make that I recently learned to make gluten-free. Oh, great. And it still tastes like it always has, just great. And I'm, those are probably my favorite because they taste really good. They are recipes I can teach people how to make, and they make in bulk. Yeah. And so I'm able to make a big pot of stew and send a message out to the campus saying, hey, if anybody wants some soup, come get a bowl. Yeah. We got enough. Yeah. And so I enjoy those the most. My favorite meal to make, it's a, it's a French uh, dish. It's called uh, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese is what it's called. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Are I'm you? so good at it. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here today. I, was this painful? Was it all right? No, That's okay. I felt very relaxed. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Um, we are so appreciative of you. I know anytime something comes up at church, we're like, should we call her? Is she, <laughs> we need to make something? Should we, should we call her right now? Uh, so thank you for being here today. It's always open. If I, I know. If you can, you always say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's and so amazing. Um I want to end today with just an encouragement, kind of to wrap up what we've been talking about. Uh, Next Sunday or this coming Sunday, we're going to be preaching about, uh, we've talked about using our time, putting God first in our time, putting God first with our treasures. And this coming Sunday is with our talents. And I think sometimes we underestimate uh, the talents God has given us and how he can use them. And we think it might not be meaningful uh, in the grand scheme of things to work with dough you know or or to make soup but the talents god has given us he is a great multiplier uh when we give them to him and we say i'm gonna with a heart of generosity use what i have to bless other people even with something simple as food uh god is glorified and honored and if you remember what jesus said to people that he said, are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. They said, why? And he said, because when I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I was uh, hurting, you didn't have, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. And we often underestimate those little things that can make a big difference. And the kingdom of God is made up of a lot of little things that do a lot of big things in the long run. So don't underestimate your talent and what God can do with it. And uh, I'd love to see you on Sunday as we talk more about that. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you all for being here today. We will see you next week on the Ripple Effect podcast. Bye.